the business podcast with no fluff, just the good stuff with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. Today is a special day. You hear me on the show teaching how important creating consistent content is and how blogging is one of the best ways to do that. And today, we have one of the biggest entrepreneurs in our space, and in my opinion, the best name in blogging, Chris Brogan. In today's guest teacher episode, Chris is going to teach us how to blog like a boss in under an hour a day. This is a killer guest lesson, so pump up the volume and let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by designhill.com. As we all know, design is pretty important for any business, and some say the most important thing. Content, the quality of your product is king. But what's the first thing anyone sees before they use your product? It's your design. So whether you're looking to get a new logo, website, or t-shirt designed, we recommend designhill.com, a site where you can get quick service at a cost-effective price, and it comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. If you go to designhill.com slash promo slash 100MBA, you'll get a $50 power upgrade of services for free and 100% off the contest posting fee. Again, that's designhill.com. Chris Brogan is a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. He's a highly paid public speaker and runs one of the largest businesses online with Owner Media Group. But he's also known as one of the best business bloggers, period, with chrisbrogan.com. That's why he's the perfect person to teach you today's lesson, how to blog like a boss in under an hour a day. I am so pumped for this episode, so without further ado, take it away, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris Brogan. I'm really glad you're joining me today. Today, I'm going to teach you a little bit about blogging and most specifically, how to blog in under an hour. And my idea is basically that we can dig in and learn a sort of faster, better way to blog. Let's get right down to business. All right. So in this whole concept, what we're looking to do is I've got a seven point framework to help you figure out how to operate better each time. And that'll help you get some time to do the blogging. It's, it's amazing how many times people say to me, it's really hard for me to blog. It's hard for me to blog every day. I really can't get it done. And then they'll go on to talk to me about how they're not blogging every day and how they're not even practicing or not trying or whatnot. And I think partly it's just because people don't necessarily know what to do with themselves. So I've got a seven-part framework. It's very simple. Every time I say that, just realize that I just mean just keep repeating this kind of a thing. So I'll walk you through the, the, the seven points first, and then I'll go into some detail. So number one, start with a goal. Number two, think of a perspective and a title. Number three, work from your reader's mindset. Number four, find a graphic to accompany the piece. You know, like I said, none of this is rocket surgery, but you'll you'll see when we get in depth. Number five, build out your three to four paragraphs. Number six, double check the actions and next steps. And number seven, promote with a question. Okay, so let's go a little deeper. You can't be on $100 MBA and just give that kind of tiny little overview. Start with a goal. 
So what is the goal of this piece of material? Are you informing? Are you selling? Are you educating? Is this just a gentle touch to the community you serve? Start with a goal and then realize that you've got to write towards that goal. For instance, if you're informing, you've got to write clearly and with lots of takeaways. If you're selling, you have to write useful information, but also guide people towards a very important next action. If you're educating, be willing to go a little more in depth, but in a way that lets people see the path so that they can choose some shortcuts. You can hear how I've employed that even in this podcast with you, this episode. Uh, Gentle touch, just be personable. Make sure that this is really connective tissue type stuff, that you're sharing connections with others. So that's the goal. Now you've got to think of a perspective and a title. Your writing needs an angle, an approach, a way to think about things. You see lots of people talking about their numbered posts being the killer post. 25 ways to do this. And I know I've got a bunch of posts like that. Everyone does. But a numbered list is kind of great for bookmarks, but not really powerful at converting or moving a next action, which kind of goes back to the point that I made about goals just a second ago. There are two conflicting but necessary elements to writing compelling blog posts. First, you've got to have a perspective and a vision that's all your own, But then you've also got to understand that you've got to think with the reader in mind. So come up with a perspective or a title that matches what you need to do. Now, to work from your reader's mindset, sometimes I think creative people forget that they work in the service of others. So your job is to help make that your vision and your information so obviously their idea that they almost forget that it was your idea and not theirs. That's the magic trick. That's the thing to do. If you can give people an idea that they understand and appreciate so much that they think it's their own, then you're rocking. So working from your reader's mindset. Find a graphic to accompany the piece. I know this is dumb, but lots of people decide not to do this step. We are visual creatures. It's important that once you have the perspective and a title, once you've got the reader's best thoughts in mind, and you've got to create a graphic that makes people see and makes them feel and wants them to come even further into this. Or you could use a graphic that warms up your connection to the community or something shocking, whatever, but make sure there's a good visual. And I think that you can get this a lot of different ways. There's a lot of places where you can get uh, royalty-free graphics online. There's a lot of times you can go into Flickr and look for Creative Commons type graphics. You can use your own from your camera uploads. There's lots of places where you can find good graphics. When I do connective pictures and connective posts, it's usually a picture of me and my human head because I want people to remember who I am and, and feel a little bit connected to me in that way. So that's one way you can get it done. Then build out your three to four paragraphs. Everyone asks me what the best length for a blog post should be. And my answer is usually around 300 words, maybe 500 at the most. Unless you're trying to write something with the intent that people bookmark it for later. If you're going to do that, then you could write more. But otherwise, it's just about three or four paragraphs of content. I'll share my most successful writing frame to date. So once I've got a really great title, once I've got a real sense of where I'm headed with this thing, I then write my first paragraph. My first paragraph is usually personal, and it helps connect people to the content. It's a way to really kind of tie that I'm the one giving the perspective. Now, if you're writing for kind of a group blog or something, you can still write personably. You just want to make sure that you're connecting people to the idea in some personal way as best as you can. The second paragraph, I give people the very primary point and takeaway that you want them to have. A lot of times people try to put their most important points at the bottom of a post. I try to lead with them. I want people to understand really upfront what they're going to get. And I think that there's a lot of reasons why to do this, but one is that people are lazy and they're, they're in a hurry and they need to know that you're going to serve them. And it's got to be in the very next paragraph. Then third and fourth paragraph, even if you maybe accidentally have a fifth, give people actionable information that they can use and work with whatever it is that you wanted them to know. I think that a lot of times we worry that there's more to it than this, but that's it. 
let's say four paragraphs. First paragraph, personal. Second paragraph, the most important main point you want to tell them. Third and fourth paragraphs, just really backing up that point with actions that people can take. There you go. Now wrap it up with a call to action or a next step. This is where most people make a mistake. This is where it all falls down. They end with something soft or they end with nothing. They just stop typing. I've seen that so many times in posts where they just stop typing. I say wrap it up nicely. Point people to an answer that's, you know, kind of a what's next sort of answer. Which leads me to the next step in this framework. This is number six out of seven. Double check the actions or next steps. That what next part is vital. If you're trying to sell or point to what you're selling... Well, if you're trying to sell, make sure you point to what you're selling. Make sure that there's no links other than what you're selling. If you're trying to do something like a gentle touch sort of post, maybe you link like crazy to all the other people that you're trying to connect. You want to make sure that, you know, whatever your next actions are, they've got to really be tied to that and and really go over your post and make sure it, it matches step one, which was the goal. Last, promote with a question. I use social platforms to promote my posts. I usually ask some kind of a question. Do you have these secret tips to improve your blogging? Pow, give them the link. Are you doing something like this in the coming year? Pow, give them a link. What am I doing wrong here? Link. Get it? It's easy. But I find that a lot of times people just put the title of their post and that's you know not necessarily going to bring anybody else. Now, how do you find the time to blog? I guess we didn't really cover that in any detail. So why don't I give you some information on how to find the time to blog? I'm a big, huge fan of this concept called time quilting. And when I talk about that, a time quilt means that you're looking for scraps of time and then you're sewing those together to get enough time to do something useful. That's my idea. I coined it because, you know, quilts are like blankets made out of fabric that's no longer useful. So for instance, if a shirt has a really big stain on it, you could still use about 60% of the fabric. So you take that and you sew it a bunch of other things and you suddenly have a quilt, which is like a blanket. So what if you take five minutes that you have while you're waiting to pick up your kids and the 10 minutes that you usually spend reading the newspaper and another 10 minutes that you would have spent keeping up online and making sure you're so informed and do something better with it? I use tools like Evernote and Google Docs so I can write anywhere, offline and on. I don't want any excuses. I don't want it to be like, oh, that was in my other book or, oh, that was in my computer and it's not on anywhere else. So I use things like Evernote and Google Docs, which are accessible from everywhere and so that I make sure that I'm really up to date. I keep my topics and my next steps ready to go so that I'm never stuck with blank paper. So it's important that you keep some list of what you're planning to write about and and keep adding to it whenever you can. Never just try to come up with one post at a time. Come up with three or four ideas and that way you can come back to something. There's a writer's trick that I like to use for blogging called stop mid-sentence. So you can always be ready to pick up your writing whenever. It's hard when you come back and you see a blank piece of paper, but if you come and there's like a sentence half written, as long as you remember what the other half's supposed to be, you can pick it up again and keep going. So try that trick of stopping mid-sentence. Write daily. You're never going to be good at anything that you don't do daily. So make sure you write daily. When people ask me, I can't believe you write 2,000 to 4,000 words a day. I say yes, because I do it daily, whether or not I'm working on a book. It's 2,000 if I'm not writing a book. It's around 4,000 if I'm writing a book because I need post information. I need all kinds of material. So write daily. And now this is the most important detail I would say about finding the time to blog. This is about ideas. Be willing to slaughter your material. Be willing to delete stuff. Be willing to say, that's not a good enough post. I'm just going to delete it. The more you covet ideas, the more you think that you'll run out of them eventually. You'll have thousands of ideas every day if you think of nothing as sacred. You know, one last detail, I mean, because it looks like I've got a a minute here. Find the right metrics. It's amazing how many people say to me, no one's commenting. 
Who cares? You don't get paid on comments. Look for shares. Look for actions being taken. Look for emails from people that say that you've hit the mark. And mostly, look for things like new subscriptions and more revenue. My favorite two metrics are a dollar sign and a pound sign. Numbers and dollars. The rest don't really count. Now, you could power up to blogging daily, three to 500 words a post with all the steps that I just gave you above, and you will get better through practice. Beyond that, it's really up, you to, up to you to win. Boy, I can speak today. So those seven steps that I gave you just to walk through them super quick again is number one, start with a goal. Two, think of a perspective and a title. Three, work from your reader's mindset. Four, find a graphic to accompany the piece. Duh. Five, build out your three to four paragraphs. Six, double check the actions and next steps. And seven, promote with a question. Hope that was useful to you. I don't know. Seemed good to me, but what do I know? Uh, I'm Chris Brogan. If you want to learn a little bit more about this uh, and blogging and that sort of a thing, you can go to, hmm, where do I want to put this? Let me hide it somewhere good. Go to chrisbrogan.com slash blogging MBA. And that way I will give you the write-up PDF of what we just covered. How's that? chrisbrogan.com slash blogging MBA. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. This episode of the Hunter MBA show is sponsored by infofree.com. I know many of you are struggling to find new customers. Trust me, I've been there. Most contact lists are outdated and don't have the sales leads that are right for your business. But let me tell you about a service that makes it a whole lot easier, infofree.com. And by the way, they're offering a free trial to listeners of our podcast. Infofree.com's data is so accurate that it was even featured on 60 Minutes. Do you want to reach prospects with phone calls, emails, or direct mail? Infofree.com has you covered with its database of 14 million businesses and 220 million consumers. It gives you the power to target specific leads that are right for your business. And with this free trial, you have nothing to lose. Infofree.com has a free mobile app that gives you the ability to access all your sales leads and research any business before you call. Use the app on your iPhone or Android to qualify leads within seconds. To get a free trial of Infofree.com, just go to Infofree.com MBA. That's Infofree.com MBA. Woo! That was a crazy good lesson from Chris Brogan. I love his simple seven-part framework. It makes sense, and it makes the whole blogging thing so much easier. If you're listening on your iPhone right now, just click on the cover art, and you'll see today's show notes. You can access Chris's PDF. There's a link to it right there in the show notes. And while you're there, give us some iTunes love. Drop us a rating and review by clicking the easy link in there that says, give us a rating and review. And don't forget, everybody who gives us a rating and review enters our weekly draw to win a free ride to the $100 MBA training and community. That's over 180 video lessons, interviews with experts, workbooks, ask questions anytime, an amazing community forum. We give away a free ride every week. And all you got to do to enter is to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you in advance for that. Guys, I want to leave you with this. Chris is not only an insanely good blogger and business person, he's also a good friend of mine. Chris, to me, is a great person to study. He's actually a genuinely good person that cares. He's recently surprised me with some incredible acts of generosity, including doing this lesson that leaves me humbled. Chris, thank you. And thank you for showing us that good people make great entrepreneurs. Guys, when you find people like this in your space, study them, get to know them, and honor them because they deserve it. All right, guys, thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Take care.